to hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. All the local news and all the great music. On your sound, your community. Alive 90.5. They tried to make me go to rehab I said no, no, no Yes, I've been black But when I come back No, no, no I ain't got the time And if my daddy thinks I'm fine They tried to make me go to rehab Welcome back to the studio. You're listening to Line 90.5 Business Insights with Mario. 
our guest is studio advisor and Dr. Debbie Kolaros. Um, she's a Greek, of course she is. So, as I said before, you know, please follow the government uh, guidelines, you know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? Stay away two meters as we are in the studio today. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, I try to, you know I mean, reach Edward, but he's far away and uh, Debbie is even further. And the mask being all over our faces. Now, we're going to continue our uh, conversations with uh, Dr. Debbie Colorus and Eva Zia. Uh, in, we talked about symptoms and the groups, who's going to be most hurt and who's going to experience the worst. Now, Debbie, I know maybe this is not a question, you know, I mean, I should ask, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't ask it very often, but you mentioned and you added as well, you know, I mean, but from point of view in the, in the business wise. Now, we are we're in a crisis, no question asked. You know, I mean, we never know who's going to be infected, who's going to be infected. Mm. You know, I mean, how's going to reflect, you know, I mean, that that uh, stories don't worry, you know, I mean, just attacks the people who has underlying conditions. It's 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 probably wrong because we seeing on daily basis people dying different age groups. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, I mean, I'm fighting this by eating a lot of garlic, you know, I mean, and everything else, all the grub, you know, traditional Croatian medicine, <laughs> uh, but. When the people can't turn themselves to the psychiatrist or somebody to talk, what would you suggest? Like, you know, is there any spiritual way you would suggest, you know, I mean, because, you know, slowly we can see in, the, in the newspapers and social media, people call this as Armageddon, right? And it's the end of the world, you know, what I mean, and, you know, whatever is going to happen. Now, I, I, I would start using some imagination. I have imagined a friend called Freddy. And I'm talking to him. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but actually, I'll do. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm listening to some spiritual, you know, music and everything else. Try to calm down. Same as Edward. You know what I mean? I can't pretend that I'm not. I'm immune on a on an environment around us because you know, last night I was sitting in I mean in front of my house and I never heard the sound. You know, I mean of silence. You know, cicadas. You know, I mean the birds and animals. Everything else. You know, I mean you can see the snail crawling. You know, I mean how mm-hmm. quiet it is. And that's frightening. I mean, yes. I I was a young when I was in the war for, you know, several years, but still I have the friends around me. You know, I mean, some buddies. You know, I mean, and all mm-hmm. these things. So like you survive, but now it's actually when everybody shut down the door, like you know, I mean, in the, in, the, in the sunset, and silence. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I put my headsets and, you know, I mean, start looking some music or something. And I found some comfort. Again, this is me in some spiritual world. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. of is this is okay. I mean, if you believe in a God or you're a spiritual person, would you somebody say to turn that way? Absolutely. I was going to say a question for you. Don't worry. You know what I mean? That's end, <laughs> at the end of the day, the question is, okay, so why, mm. why would people... Firstly, the crisis that's happening is not a trauma that's happened and it's now over. Mm. It's ongoing, which mm. is why the anxiety can be ongoing because it's not like, okay, it's happened, now let's try and recover from it and... It hasn't got a close-off date yet, so it continues, which means that our level of anxiety continues and the antidote to anxiety, people who try to um, cope with anxiety very often turn to control. So we want to control our world or control ourselves in our world and then we feel like, okay, then we can contain our anxiety. Mm. The problem is, is that we don't have control over the entire world. Yeah. And so, yes, I absolutely agree that that's where your psychological defenses come to an end. You can, you can make yourself calm. You can feel positively about things. You can look to an inspirational future and you can do what you need to do, but you can't make sure everyone else is doing what they need to do. So I think we need to understand that we need to focus on what we can control. 
and do it well. But there, there is a point where we have to agree and acknowledge that but we don't control everything. Yeah. And so bringing the spiritual in is very valid. And of course, it depends on obviously what you believe. Mm. So for me as a Christian, I believe God is okay. ultimate. Okay. So, um, you know, and I'm not going to get into the theology of like, no, what no, is he no, control fine, or whatever, yeah. but I believe he's the ultimate. And so I, I believe that I, I need to know my place in this world. I am yeah. not, I was not destined to be the controller of the universe mm -hmm. and to be able to keep it safe and look after it. My job is to be responsible and to take control of myself in response to what happens around me. So with this virus happening, you know, and I think what happens with people, especially in the lockdown situation, just like you mentioned, I've got a few clients who work is their work is their antidote to anxiety. They go, they can be distracted the whole day, keep busy. I use the analogy of a bucket of water. If I put something scary at the bottom of a bucket of water and I keep that water very turbulent, I'm not really focusing on what I'm having to focus on, so life's fine. And I just keep myself very busy and very distracted. And I've noticed with a lot of clients, mm -hmm. again, they're already in that state before this crisis hit. Now they're coming home, they can't work, they can't go out and exercise or go to gym or whatever. So their avenues of distraction have kind of come to a screeching limited or halt. Yeah. And so now the stress levels are increasing because the things that were already always there Back, the back of their minds unconsciously bothering them as they've slowed down and as you slow the water down in a bucket suddenly what's at the bottom of the bucket becomes a lot clearer yeah so this is a time where people are either going to try and keep themselves very distracted or they can actually take the opportunity now for the first time in their lives and actually face what is at the bottom of that bucket and deal with it and if you can't deal with it on your own reach out connect with someone, another person or a professional if it has to be and actually deal with what you need to deal with because the next crisis or stress in your life is going to trigger it up again. So this might be a time for you to actually say, well, you know what, I'm in lockdown. There's nothing else for me to do. So let me work on my personal side of my life and, and bringing the spiritual yeah. in. Yes, what do you believe? What If you look at the bigger picture, just look at the bigger picture, span your camera out and, and you realize this is a, a world pandemic. This is not something that's just in your area. It's a good way to just pan your camera out, zoom that lens right out and have a look at the global picture. Where do we come from? What is this world all about? Why are we here? Where are we going? Because that definitely can put clearer perspective on you know, how to contextualize this. Thank you, David. And how to find solace in it. Edward. Yourself, you know, I mean, I told you how my crisis goes and try to find some spiritual, not healing, but Debbie, she put this very well explaining um, in a business sense, you know, I mean, of course, I do agree with you, Debbie, what you say, some people are going to reach for more and some people going to, you know, everybody has a different behavior. We can't expect that there was going to be hard rock solid, you know, I mean, in this situation because, you know, the way of lifestyle is being disrupted and mm. uh, both uncertainty and fear. But Edward, in a business sense, you know, I mean, what do you suggesting to business owners you know i mean how to find the calmness in is it that spiritual music is this is a god is this is because we clearly have no cure you know i mean i i go on the internet and uh, there's a vaccine in i mean china press it was just some porno sites like okay well i'm here you know i mean let's go you know what i mean so i heard that you know i mean so but <laughs> the thing is i was on spiritual healing but do you or what do you suggesting to people to use what to apply um on that level, spiritual, God, religion, you know, I mean, music, meditation, 
because I know you every day walking in nature and what you do is extremely you need to check uh, Evazia uh, on his website he's go every day in nature and you know talks to the frogs and uh, and, the, and, the, and the, the turtles and, and the waterfalls yeah yeah so please I do. Yeah, I suppose what it comes down to is a sense of faith, isn't it? Now, and when I say the word faith, I just want to quick give a quick caveat, uh, caveat here. So, I'm a Christian. I'm very proud of that. I think Jesus is awesome, and I think all of us are worshiping God in our in our own unique way. So, I've got a lot of friends from all different faiths yeah. and religions. I've got atheist friends and clients, and the way I've the view that I've adopted is that we're all worshiping our Creator in our own unique way, and I'm okay. absolutely cool yeah. with that. And I'll tell you what's the difference. And I'm not, I'm not here to say you need to worship X person or yeah. character. But what I am going to say is this, is that you need to have a sense of faith that you're going to win. You need to believe deep down you're going to come through the end of this. Talking about faith. Yeah. Talking about faith. Is now, a faith like a God or is a faith you need to have the faith situation is going to be better or... Hopeful, yeah. wishful so, thinking. So I'm going to go it's, back to, in fact, i got a bit of recommended reading for everyone. Winston Churchill. Now I've been. Oh I, my God! I give me, give me. I, I take it. Are you guys Winston Churchill fans? Oh, he's a, he's classic. No, oh. no, I'm not. His, his no, comments, not. his chirps were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, typical Brit. Where he was, oh. where he was. Yeah. So I've become a real Winston Churchill fan of late, and that guy was the ultimate wartime prime minister because what he was able to do was he was able to instill a level of faith in the public, right? And he was very good at that. Very good at that. Um, like uh, one of his uh, great sayings was, if you're going through hell, keep going. You know, that sort of <laughs> logic, right? Going through the logic. But what was brilliant about it is that faith is, and I mean this in a more functional sense, is yeah. knowing that you're going to win. As simple as that. That's what faith is, right? How, gonna, how, uh, how would you say, let's just say, I'll, let's just take a me, for example, right? Yeah. If I wake up in the morning and I'm all sad and all upset yeah. and Debbie doesn't pick up the phone as my psychologist and yeah. tells her to give me pills and... Yeah. How would how are we gonna find the faith? How would you tell me find the faith, Marian? Like I'm seeing everything's dark and dying. Well, and well, I'll I'll tell you this funny story to answer this one. Actually, very funny story. I went to a chemist warehouse, and um, that is the, funny. Yeah, I love love chemist warehouse. I was going through there, just buying some normal stuff. Anyway, and um, <laughs> I and, need you. And, <laughs> and the lady recognised me from LinkedIn. She goes, "Oh, you're that guy from LinkedIn." Yeah, it's me. And she goes, um, and and she goes, "Yeah, it's pretty bare. The place is bare, right? This is in chemist warehouse, and nothing was there." Yeah. And she kind of laughed at me, and she says, "Yeah, it's place is pretty bare." And I go, "Yeah, it's war, isn't it?" And she goes, "No, nah, this is nothing. I'm from Lebanon. This is this is." She's like, "Oh, this is nothing. Oh, this is great. No, we couldn't even buy food, and no one's shooting at you. It's awesome." So it's a matter of perspective. So mm -hmm. this uh, Lebanese Catholic lady who I was speaking to, I know, mm -hmm. she's just nonchalant. She's like, oh, this is just another day in the office for me. So it comes down to your perspective, right? Now, she is obviously a battle-hardened character. So a pandemic, she's just shrugging. She couldn't care less. So it comes down to your perspective. So if you wake up thinking that this is the end and the virus is going to get me and I'm going to lose everything, well, you might. If you wake up saying, I'm going to sound like Debbie here, please uh, take over the conversation, Debbie. But if you wake up saying, you know what, I'm going to do what I can to get the upper hand, I'm going to win this. If you have that view that you're going to win, that's going to put you in a much more productive mind frame to get through the challenging times. Well, I think I think that's true, but, but we also have a rational brain. So we can look at that, but I think... You know, I think every person has faith in something. It's just a question of what you have faith in. Some people have faith in their own capacity to get through trial. Some people have faith um, in the people around them or in their country. Or 
So when I'm talking about faith, I'm talking about faith in a God that you believe in and that you believe has the power and that there is a plan behind that. Because I could say, all right, well, I have faith in the Australian government, but the Australian government is not flawless. The Australian government themselves, some of our leaders contracted coronavirus. So I think depending on what you put your faith in, you may or may not derive much comfort or pleasure from that. So things that are beyond man's scope to control is why I really believe the spiritual component is important because it's going beyond or transcending beyond what man is capable of and we go well when 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 man can't do it anymore like what becomes of us and i'm going well that's where you've got to stand back and say all right my faith so for me i don't have faith that you know i'm going to win or not win i just i know that there is an ultimate plan and i have faith in who god is and i know that he knows what he's doing even though i don't understand it and that ultimately no matter what like you say it's going to be okay or even if i die i know what happens thereafter and i have made peace with that yeah. and just on that note um you know without shilling too much for the government i have to say, i'm not just saying this because i'm a bit of a shill for him but the australian government is doing a really good job they do, do i agree yeah. and, and Look, and compared to other ones sorry to interrupt oh, like, please, you know, please, like, i'll say like something i saw in serbia they have the like a uh, police hour right it's it's a martial law so now they can from this weekend they can't even go out, you know, except for two hours on Saturday till Monday morning. Seriously, in Philippines the president's shooting people who are on the street. Mm. So this government, like you know, like I I can say like I'm not a a fitness guy, you know what I mean, but I try to you know I mean keep myself 140 kilos, you know I mean, no, go above, you know I mean, just be flat so I can eat. But I walk some 10,000 steps. But jokes aside, I've seen people in Australia they can still go out, you know I mean, walk. So government doesn't say you can't walk, you can't do go to work. But other country, we are truly blessed living in this country. Australia, yeah. it's really, really unique. Sorry, Edward, so please continue. No, I agree with you. I mean, at the end of the day is... Um, Look after their people. Yeah, and I just got to say the, um, you know, the Australian government, right, is doing an incredible job. And that's not me shilling. If you just simply look at what's happening around the world, it's objectively observable. And I think, you know, it's... They're doing whatever they can. Uh, there's, a, there's stimulus. There's, there's a lot of things to help people get through it. And... Yes, we need to be spiritual, and yes, I really... If you don't believe in God, now's the time, a good time to start doing it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, right? that's true. Yeah, if you, if you want to convert to any religion, now's the time <laughs> to do it. Right? I just got the application from the Vatican, from both of you. Like the, the, exactly. the, the, the Pope is <laughs> listening, <laughs> and so like, can I get the Devi and the Edward in the yeah, Vatican right now? Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, I wow. am going to be, uh, what's it called? No broker, what's it called? The recruiter, okay? So I get the fee. <laughs> you're going to be Billy Graham. Yeah. yeah. But oh, Jesus, what, but, yeah. But, but, yeah. Do you believe, both of you, that if crisis uh, deepens, right, as I say, like, like, and be someone because virus is unpredictable. It's very, it's very volatile. You know what I mean? It spreads very quickly. And today was WHO announcing that's mutating and all these things. So many informations there. Now I don't quote nobody, but if this conversation about virus continue and situations become more deep and more serious and more people affected and people died, do you believe that people's gonna start believing into everything? And they start believing just in one thing, maybe God or themselves looking up self like top type anarchy, anarchy type of you know what I mean. This is my backyard, I want to defend to the death. Hmm? God. Um Debbie? I think I think as long as people have hope, hope can can So we're talking about hope and the faith. Faith was the first one. Then so, the faith, so faith in is, government faith and is kind of like hope. You okay. know the very famous um a concentration camp survivor who became a psychologist, Victor no. Frankel. Oh, yeah. no. 
he wrote a, a book called Man's Search for Meaning, and he gives his testimony about basically through that book of how. What's the what of the book again? Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl, Jewish Jewish survivor of the Holocaust, and he became a psychologist when he came got, got through the war, uh, and he just said the the whole the whole thread running through that book is about the fact that he just he kept hanging on to a hope a hope that there was a will to come after this this was going to come to an end mm-hmm. and you know we were going to be um you know life would like everything comes you know to to an end eventually and and i remember they actually um put somebody on the on TV the other night. I think she's 96 or 93 years old. She's the oldest Holocaust survivor, Jewish mm-hmm, woman. Mm-hmm. And um, it was about a week ago. And she said, she looked at the camera and she said, you know, everything comes to an end. And that's what I guess they learned is that and how they survived was knowing that, okay, this is this is hectic. We have to adapt. We have to go with yeah, this. That is but correct. don't lose your hope. This will come to an end, and that's what Viktor Frankl said the same thing. So for me, that's what faith is. It's it's believing in something tangible, believable, not just, you know, positive affirmation, something that you mm. genuinely believe, and you can keep that hope going. You just you just persevere, perseverance. Thank you, Debbie. That's a very nice. I think there's way more instances out of history that are way more horrific than what we're going through now. You know, I, would, I mean, I was not around for World War II, but I'm willing to bet that that sucked way more than Corona. Look, I think that would have sucked away more than Corona. Yeah. So there's been much worse times that humanity has been through and prospered. So again, I, I don't. I mean, Corona is bad. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think it's as bad as some other stuff in the last century. Well, That's why it's so great to hear older generations open their mouths. I would love to get all the older generation people on radio and on forums giving their stories of having gone through this because yeah. we're of a generation. I'm 47 years old. Oh, wait, I just turned 48 on the oh, 1st of April. Bravo. My own joke. Um, so yeah. I, I didn't grow up in any wars or things of this nature. It's brand new to me. But when I hear people who are older, who have been through wars, been through these things, and they are saying, look, I know it feels bad, but it's going to come to an end. That is that is very gratifying to hear with people who... So I think there are a lot of older people's voices that could be very, very encouraging right now, honestly. And I must and say something. I want to ask you both. What do you think how the younger generations feel about feel like? I'll tell you something about my midget, right? He was a, my son is a big fan of the, you know, zombie movies, right? <laughs> and I forbid him to listen to news now, you know, because... Me too. Yeah, like, look, <laughs> look it's films. not... <laughs> but, you know, you know what, the scenario from the movie, I'm the legend, you know, it's only one guy. You just <laughs> saw that movie. Dead beats hey, I'm Will Smith and yeah, I'm fighting zombies. Yeah, like, you know, there's only one guy in New York, you know, I mean, whatever, you know what I mean? But how do you think, Debbie, and you as well, uh, Edward, how do you think how this affect the younger generations this one i'll tell you something from my experience i was 14 years old when chernobyl happened i wasn't chernobyl the, the 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 epicenter of the chernobyl but i do remember i was my first year i was in a, in a military school and uh, i was a uh, you know 14 four, 14 and a half years old but the thing is it was a different environment you know, i saw the snowing in april you know what i mean which never snows you know i mean it was like okay but the state was never told us true, I mean, aspect of everything else, being locked down and being bunked in houses and everything else, you know. Um, it was like a big, huge experiment how society's going to react, you know what I mean? Because once when something's become radioactive outside, when you come inside, 
bringing radioactive material actually in confined space you created like multiple hundred times if you didn't know this yeah that was a so many people that's a cancer was like you know i mean survival of the fittest you know i mean like it's ridiculous but thing is how do you see younger generations you know i mean it's gonna affect them you know i mean like age 10 to 15 16 and as well about younger generations as entrepreneurs now how this is going to affect you know i mean okay so what i've seen from the clients that i've worked with is that firstly they're not they're not very financially hit because they're not running homes and so they are not really affected by that uh right now well the virus is mutating but right now they're not really a target generation in terms of health wise so they're mm-hmm. not really affected by that I think for smaller children, it's the annoyance of having to try and do schoolwork at home instead of being able to run around and have their freedom. (laughs) Teenagers, not so much because teenagers are so proficient at technology. So Mm. nothing's really changed for them. They're still doing their work online. They're still interacting online, you know, with one Mm. another. So unless they've got some financial, you know, jobs or whatever they have to pay for themselves that's not really the worst for them their health is fine i would say for them it's more just the social aspect of well it's great we can interact socially but now you know like i've got a a teenager in therapy and he's going you know life's absolutely fine he's you know really impacted by it it's just irritating that he can't go out on friday night i mean that's pretty much the sum total of what irritates him what do you think about young entrepreneurs? Let's just say we can't talk about 10 years old but let's just say i talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs every day and it's toughening them all up giving them, uh, it's red-pilling them. It's giving yeah. them a dose of reality. Kids out of school, are you talking? I, I think full stop. I think the whole coronavirus and the global pandemic is red-pilling a lot of people. But do you think, that, do you think Edward, that's going to shape entrepreneurs to be more uh, resilient in the future? Yeah. resilient, smarter, tougher. Um, they can pivot faster. Mm. Um, so for, I'll tell you now, and, I, and again, I say this with full respect to anyone who suffered at the hands of corona. Right? I say this with full respect to them. Uh Corona mentally is helping mature younger entrepreneurs faster. Okay. They're getting ready. Why is that there? Yeah. Hmm? Why is that? Because what they're seeing is they're seeing governments react in a police state manner. They're seeing actual parts of civilization breaking down. They're seeing empty shelves. They're dealing with shortages. They're not getting all the stuff that they mm-hmm. want. They realize that, you know, things can go wrong. There's civilization can fall apart. Mm. Things happen. Governments... And I, and I respect this, right? Governments in emergency times turn into police states. They have to, to protect their people. Yeah. And I'm all for that. So the thing that I'm really driving at is that I think it's red-pilling the younger generation so they understand how fragile life mm. and civilization is. And to me, the meaning of that is is that they're going to become better entrepreneurs and they're going to be able to move faster. It's toughening them up. Thank you, Debbie. I think any change of environment, I mean, the the... the, the the definition of intelligence is your capacity to be able to adapt to an ever-changing environment. So yeah. I think adaptation is the key word oh, yeah. here. Also. Your capacity to shift and and reacclimatize, don't get stuck in your ways, um, and and be able to shift. And I think that that is usually usually a skill that is better in a younger generation than an older generation. Older generation tend to like the way they do things, and yeah. this is how we always did it, and yeah. we don't want to change how yeah. we liked yeah. it. Yeah. Corona disagrees so with you. Yeah. Your capacity <laughs> to adapt is yeah. is really is really what you have in your favor. So those who are more flexible, those who are more shiftable, those that can, you know, accept the fact that, okay, we don't want it to change, we liked it how it was, can get, can grieve it, can mourn it, can go, okay, so it's not like that anymore, now let's move on to something else. The the capacity to do that shift, uh, yeah, puts you in an advantaged position. Please. And and just on that note, and I've spoken to a lot of very, very smart people on this topic, and 
Whenever people say to me, Ed, I'm waiting for things to settle down and get back to normal, I'm the first one to red pill them and say, life will never go back to the same way it was. Um, corona is very comparable to 9-11 in that there's a pre-corona world and a post-corona world. And mm. the reality is the world will never go back to the way it was. It's not going to happen. I'll, I'll, I'll put this thought experiment out there. Let's say corona got cured instantly. Instantly got cured tonight. All gone. It's all gone. The world's not going to go back to the original position it was in. The world is permanently changed. Be yes. it global governments, global influences, and people's mindsets are permanently changed. So what I say to people is going on where you're going, Debbie and Mario, I love it, is that it's important that you don't wait for things to get back to normal because that'll never happen. They're not going to happen now. The world's permanently changed. And that's the philosophy behind trauma treatment is that... I think what scares people is they want to go back to the normal. We want to, we regress when we become scared. It's like a child who fin- finally goes to school and thinks, I can't cope with school. Then they start to act out like babies and they start sucking their thumb. And we, we generally tend to want to shift back to a place where we felt safe. So people who are saying we wanted to go back to normal is another way of saying, I want to go back to where I felt in control, where I, the in world control. felt safe for me. But here's the encouragement. Like you said earlier, it's it's... It's not about, okay, well, no, it's not even going to be the same, so, you know, you're going to suffer for the rest of time. We have to adapt and adjust to a new normal, so it's not going to be the same, like but it can, be just, it can be just as functional, <laughs> it can be just as safe, okay. but it's going to be an adjustment. We're going to feel yeah. uncomfortable Debbie? for a bit, but it's going to be okay. Yeah, it will be okay. All big things has a small beginnings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big things has a small beginnings. Prometheus. It's all I listen to. Alive 90.5. Playing cool music.
And you're listening alive 90.5 Business Insights with Mario, now guest in studio, Edward Zia and uh, Dr. Debbie Kolaros. Uh, uh, did I pronounce this properly, Debbie? No. No? Okay. Still prefer my way. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, we, uh, we are in the uh, last few minutes of the show. And before we wind up, Debbie, tell our listeners, you know, I mean, who experience this struggle, you know, I mean, of course we spoke about symptoms and, you know, how this is going to reflect what would you suggest anybody who experienced this mental breakdown everything else apart pick up the phone what else they can do what would you suggest you know, i mean apart coming to you and i mean okay uh, well firstly is don't deny it mm. face it acknowledge that you are feeling very stressed and over the top whatever yeah. just don't don't number two don't um, psychologically isolate keep re- and it's difficult and even if you have to tell someone look my tendencies that I want to withdraw and just hide away please don't let me so give them permission to give their friends or family members permission to phone mm. them check in on them and just keep would you suggest them to medicate themselves um, no, no I wouldn't okay um, unless it's something you know homeopathic like just like <laughs> you know like I don't know something you get from your pharmacy over the counter that just helps you in times of stress like a strong vitamins or but no don't go medicating no, no, yourself. I mean the medications in terms of uh, you know this um, fancy drugs I was asking from you to give me and I mean so I no, can, that I can needs resell to be prescribed them. so oh, okay. no definitely not you go to your GP if you're feeling like you need prescription medication yeah um, or, or even first prize would be going to psychiatrist if it's psychiatric medication but um, but if you're needing medication, then you do need to go and seek treatment. If you're not feeling like you need treatment, but you just need to look at what you need to do at home, well, as I say, to keep connecting and keep being open to talking. On the other hand, also having boundaries where you need to have your private or solo time. Mm-hmm. Set up a, t- a timetable in the house where everyone gets access to certain parts at different times so you can all just have a breather from each other because it's otherwise you get cabin fever. You know, keep yourself... <laughs> What's the cabin fever? When, when people are just caught in a very tight environment together, you can get cabin fever and then yeah. you start getting irritable and frustrated and then conflicts can break out. So give give each other connection time, but also give each other space. As much as you love each other, you need space, especially if you're all related. Um, find pleasurable things to do. So keep yourselves occupied with things that you would enjoy doing. And again, you might not be able to have access to certain things, but you know, my daughter's doing fencing online. She can't go to her fencing training. So if you can do flipping fencing with a what sword online. Let me ask you something before, because I'm going to pass on Eddie, on Edward, sorry, not Eddie, Edward. I apologize, Edward, not Eddie. Okay. Uh, what do you think about this thing? You know, let's go do online. Let's go do, you know, I mean, you not know, making love online, but let's go, you know, I mean, that's that's something different. But, you know, we talk online, let's go socials on FaceTime. Yes. We as a humans, we are the... You can play games online. I didn't finish my statement, Debbie, Sorry. but thank you very much. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, my name is Dr. Mario Becker, so let's go be clear. <laughs> interrupting me. I prefer my way. Uh, so... <laughs> So, what do you think about this uh, social distancing? It's a one thing, but we as a humans, we are, we are, we are social people, social, social people, social yes, persons. Why I am? But how long and how this affecting people to be online? Is this mean our new life after this crisis is gonna be? Let's go stick still online, or is this is effective or less effective, or would you prefer like you know bathtub in a bath pool full of the you know bubbles and the book and the wine and the 
online, you know, I mean, boyfriend, husband, girlfriend online and what? We already engage online, so that's nothing new. No, However, we are not engaged we're only, are we online? We're <laughs> only using certain senses and I believe that you need to use all your senses. So if you are interacting with someone online, you can't smell them. That might not be a bad thing sometimes. You can't taste <laughs> them. <laughs> to say you can't <laughs> touch <laughs> them. <laughs> Okay, yes. taste them. Sorry, that's for intimate yeah. relationships yeah. only. But I'm saying you, you, there is something about the human touch and about, yes. you know, all our other senses. We can see them and we can hear them, but yeah. they're still, that's not enough. So, mm. no, I would not advocate and say that this is going to be, this is great. I mean, this is what we were fighting about before the coronavirus, yeah. Yeah. is trying to get people to actually interact in real life as well as online. And what did happen? Okay, Edward, same question for you. Mm. What are you suggesting to all entrepreneurs, business owners now from your point of view? And as I'm talking about somebody who's very successful, that online things, what they can do, how they can do and what they should do. Well, absolutely. And it all depends on the type of business and industry that they're in. But a few and things. A, sorry, a major yeah. question. Do they can come to you and ask you for advice? Oh, of course. Okay, of course. so please continue. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Connect with me on LinkedIn. So what it is is that, and talking very high level here, everyone's got different business types. But what you can do, what a lot of people are actually doing is now... People are now becoming influencers on social media. They're using this time and opportunity to build their brands on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, whatever platforms they're on. And they're also using it as an opportunity to do things like create their own online courses, create their own membership sites, create their own products. So for those who have an online bent and want to become, let's say, influencers or online, this is your time to actually do that, Hmm. right? And I was already somewhat of an influencer before Corona, but since Corona, we've just ramped it up. It's been incredible. So I say this to people, this is if you want to be a big influencer online and really want to take off and use that to build your own personal brand and business, now's your time to do it. That's very that's very interesting. Well look, Debbie, you want to say something? Yeah, I was just gonna say, and that's great for those businesses when it's something that requires personal touch like physiotherapy, not so easy. <laughs> yeah, and, and in those case I can I can speak to that one. Like let's say you're a physiotherapist at let use that as an example. Let's say you're a physiotherapist and you can't run your business anymore because you can't touch people. Hmm. Okay. Could you create... Touching people is a good day. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean... Exactly. <laughs> Me too out of it. So, but could you though, could that physiotherapist say create some kind of online course and membership site to encourage people to become healthier across the world? Could they become some kind of health mentor and educator? Yep, it's just Do it's just tougher and more creative. You just you just look at something you said right now. Change direction. But, yeah, but uh, let me ask Debbie first. Not actually you. Do you suggesting people should exercise now in this time of coronavirus? Go out and be mentally uh, sorry, physical health. Well, what, again, follow, please follow mm-hmm. government guidelines. What Scott Morrison has clearly said is that it is okay to go out to exercise. You can do that. He said okay. that, yeah, right? Because so it's good for mental health. So again, again, I'm talking Australia. Yeah. You know, again, make sure you can do this in your local area, but. Scott Morrison has clearly said you are allowed to go outside to exercise. Please minimise how much you're going out and be safe and all that, but you can go out to exercise. So you can go out to exercise. You can go for a walk. You can do what of that. Hmm. If for whatever reason you can't leave your home or you choose not to, which I completely respect, you can exercise in your home. You can jump on YouTube and pull up exercise videos. Or you could jump literally on the TV that's showing your YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And but, but you can exercise in your home. May I ask you both, I you like, you know, like, you, I want to say thank you on, on behalf of the Live 19.5 Amazing Insights and Mario being our guest today. Thank you for being responsible adults and exercising, you know, I mean, the social distancing and not touching and whatever we've we done yeah. before the show. And uh, having the, all these 
you know. Where did you find Debbie that uh, was a cool hand I've had it for ages because I am a sanitary oh, queen, a, so I already ex- had the stuff in my that's house. That's expired date. So I got <laughs> how the people, all the business entrepreneurs and everybody else who try to keep afloat the business as being visible to the market and continue the work and being inspired, empowered by you, how they can reach you, please. Yeah, best thing is just type Edward Zier into LinkedIn or um Can you Google spell your name? Edward it's is Edward Z-I-A. Okay, and uh, where they can find you on? Uh, yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn's good. LinkedIn is good. Yeah. LinkedIn. Okay. Let's on LinkedIn. Oh, Debbie. Yes. Doctor Debbie Colados. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are you doing? Like with this, you have a gloves and you're rubbing these things. Like it doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Medic, it's time for medical checkup. No, it's like, you know, no, it's going to be like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, Do Dr. Debbie Coleman. Corona boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I just, like, I just you know, smile. Like, we know I just gloves, smile. like, you know, she put it in the yeah, gloves. Yeah, she's got gloves she, like, and she's putting. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> what looks like. I won't it looks say like border security. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what. You got like, Corona boy. <laughs> I'm gonna find that Corona boy. I gonna stick it down. There. Anyway, <laughs> Debbie, how the people, ben, how the uh, how the how the uh, people who experience the mental uh, issues and uh, care about their mental health, how they can reach you and where they can reach you? Okay, just go online to Creating Change Psychology because that's where I work. Mm-hmm. Or you can look up Debbie Kalaris, which is C O L A R, like collar on a dog. O S. Yeah. My website, but if you. If you book via the website, it will go straight through to creating change in um, Bellavista anyway. So, if yes, if you're needing to reach out, we are one of the practices that are still open. Thank you so much, Dr. Debbie Colaros from the Changing, Changing Psychologist, right? Creating Change. Sorry, Creating Change Psychology yep. and Edward Zia on LinkedIn. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you very much.
We all know that paying for a funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral? With none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance, $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900, ask for Richard Spiteri or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals, station sponsor. Hi, Alan Barnes from Dural Pool Shop. With the swim season nearly here, I'd like to stress the importance of proper maintenance and care to maximise your enjoyment. Our expert pool technicians can help you make sure of the right pool quality, cleaning methods and equipment, filter maintenance, cost-effective pool chemicals, and more. See full details on our website at duralpillshop.com.au or better still, drop in and see me and the gang at Shop 2, 270 New Line Road, Dural. We'll help you to get your pill just how you want it. Dural Pool Shop, station sponsor. The Hills, Parramatta and Cumberland. Alive 90.5. <laughs> The way I feel is down but down You know if you toss a stone in a river It sinks to the bottom, it won't rise up either Hey, 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 this here's a tear
Just safer to keep you in 